Now on Sports Talk, it's SC Wild with Major Billy Downer of the Department of Natural Resources. Major Downer is here to take your questions about the great outdoors in South Carolina. Give him a call at 888-898-2525. It's SC Wild from DNR on the Sports Talk Radio Network. All right, we're back. It is time for tonight's edition of S.E. Wild from DNR here on Sports Talk. And we're going to have Major Billy Downer with us in just a moment as soon as I get the thumbs up from Pat. And he'll have a special guest as well. We're going to talk about dog training tonight. This should be of interest to everybody because i got to believe everybody that listens to Sports Talk and listens to S.C. Wild or just about everybody owns a dog, owns a pooch, owns a pup, and could use some advice. And I'm talking about, I guess we're talking about hunting dogs too in particular. And when we get the major on and get his guest on with us, we'll find out exactly what he has in mind about that. But who, who couldn't stand to learn something about training your dog, whether it's for hunting or for just, uh, you know, being a nice doggy around the house, uh, we could all use some advice uh, along those lines. And in just a moment, we'll have uh, the gentleman with us here on Sports Talk on SC Wild. Uh, in fact, Pat, can we go ahead and bring up the Major while you're getting the guest on, and we can chat for a moment. Uh, good evening, Major Downer. It is great to have you with us once again. How are you? Always a pleasure to be with you tonight. Yes, Phil, we are going to talk something that is near and dear to me and to probably all outdoorsmen out there is dogs and dog training and obedience, Mm -hmm. Um, things that everybody can relate to. We are going to focus tonight on retrievers, Um, and there's so many variety of breeds and varieties of retrievers out there, so this should be of interest to a lot of people. Of course, you know, my favorite is going to be my dog, the Labrador Retriever. I'm going to have uh, a good friend and uh, one of the uh, a, a trainer himself, a judge in the uh, uh, hunt test world, uh, David McCracken, when he comes on here and kind of get his perspective on some things. But when you start talking about dog training uh, this time of year when it's hunting season's over, a lot of outdoors are looking for things to do outside of the regular duck season, dove season, uh, the birding type seasons there are pheasants. Um, and I really got into it with my dog this in the last uh, four years uh, when I got my dog as a puppy, kind of got into the hunt test world. And a lot of people have opinions about that. And I don't want a dog to hunt test dog. I want a dog that can hunt. Hmm. Um, but there is a variety of hunt tests out there that can accomplish what you're looking for. Um, most people are familiar with the AKC, the American Kennel Club, um, because most dogs are registered through the AKC. Uh, if you have a Boykin, which is a state dog here in South Carolina, the Boykin, of course, had the Boykin Spaniel Society for many years. They worked very hard and got the Boykin Spaniel also registered through uh, the American Kennel Club now. Uh, but then, so the American Kennel Club has been very widely known. They run the big Westminster uh, so you see all the dogs prancing around uh, in the uh, arena, and they judge. They do best of show, and that's about appearance. That's how a dog's supposed to look, and there's different standards for that. Um, but the AKC also has a hunt test series um, that uh, judges a dog based on a set of abilities. 
It starts as junior hunter, it goes to senior hunter, and ends up with a master hunter, and then there's other trials from master hunter past that, um, the master hunter nationals and things, so the master nationals. So there's levels that dogs work through. Similarly, I became familiar as I entered this world mm. with the UK, so United Kennel Club, and they do the HRC events, our hunting retriever club events. These events are very akin to hunting. We'll talk about that with David a little bit, a little different. Um, folks are required to wear camouflage at these. Guns are shot, not just boom sounds, things that would attract the dog. Guns are shot next to the dog with blanks, uh, simulating a hunt. Uh, <clears throat> birds are used um, and thrown at different distances. And they have, very similar to AKC, they have what starts off with what they call a started dog. <clears throat> then they have a seasoned dog. And then you go to finished. And after the finished level, they have something called the grand. And that's where dogs that have finished at the finished level can participate in a grand championship or a grand competition. And there's points you attain all along the way to get a grand hunting title, which is a really really advanced dog but a finished dog is a really advanced dog we'll, we'll go through some of those levels in a little bit but um when you let me know we've got david on i want to introduce him mm-hmm. we are ready to and go we'll, sir. Uh, go we'll right go ahead go ahead major so i want to welcome to our show tonight david mccracken david you on the phone with us yeah Billy, thank you well david i was just giving the basic rundown uh for idiots i guess with dog training <laughs> just talking about this time of year after duck season's over and uh your dove season's over pheasants if you go pheasant hunting a, a lot of folks have gotten into we just talk about dog training in particular in particular tonight we're just going to kind of focus real quickly on retrievers and hunting retrievers and this time of year when there's nothing to hunt a lot of folks get into hunt tests and talked about what those are basically i talked about the akc and and kind of hit a little bit about hrc david you're you are a judge i know in hrc i'm not sure about akc what um just kind of give a basic you know what's the hrc about what are those events about the hrc is all about hunting um it's more realistic than any of the other hunt test venues that are out there. Uh, it was developed by a guy in Louisiana years ago named Omar Driscoll. And Omar was a big duck hunter, but he was also a field trialer. And the field trials just weren't realistic enough for him. He wanted something that the average hunter could go out and test his dogs and let his dogs compete against a standard. The thing I like about hunt tests so much is that it allows me to hunt my dog 12 months a year, not just the fall months when we're dove hunting and duck hunting, but I'm training and actually working with the dog the other uh, nine months of the year. And uh, it's it's a great venue. You were talking earlier before about some people say, well, I don't want to have a you know a dog that's trained as a machine i just want a hunting dog just a meat dog well people realize that once they train their dog to the level that they need to be trained to to pass the various levels of the hunt test that they'll have so much better dog and it'll be a much better uh 
behave meat dog in the field for them. Absolutely. And as, as somebody that is <clears throat> participated from the first time experience in the last few years uh, with my lab and learning as I go and making plenty of mistakes along the way, I was explaining the different levels. And, <clears throat> you know, let's start with the started test for a minute, David. Give your just give a breakdown. What does started do? What does that to do for a dog? What does a dog require to do? Oh, and what are we trying to achieve there? Okay, a started level is a an introductory level for the dog, and they're required to. Well, let me back up. Each test has is actually two tests. It's a land test and a water test, and the tests are designed to simulate a duck hunt or sometimes the land test is designed to simulate a dove hunt. But it's at started, it's a very basic level, and the dog is only judged on its marking ability. It's not judged on its obedience. It's not judged on its control, only on its marking ability. So it started, <clears throat> the handler can bring a usually a young dog, uh, a dog that's, eight or nine months maybe, uh, but they will bring the dog to the line, that's where the test begins, on a lead. And that dog can wear a collar, and the handler can actually hold that dog to make sure it doesn't break or it's not out of control. Um, <clears throat> there'll be two single marks thrown on land. Out in the field, the bird boys will blow a duck call. And when they blow, uh, excuse me, the handler will blow a duck call first. And then the bird tech out in the field will blow a duck call and throw the duck. Now, HRC is all about gun safety. And so if you're holding the dog by the collar, you cannot shoot the gun. So they have a bubble gunner standing beside you, and he will shoot the gun, and he will shoot the bird at the top of the arc. Of course, these are dead birds, dead ducks that are being thrown, and they're shooting a, a popper load, which is not as loud as a regular shotgun shell, but it's uh, you know, it's loud enough. It's about as loud as a twenty-two rifle, maybe. Um, they as soon as the, the simulation of a hunt, absolutely, exactly, exactly. And as soon as the bird hits the ground, the handler can release the bird, the dog, and the dog is expected to, to run out and pick up the bird and bring it back to the vicinity of the handler. Once again, all we're testing is the marking ability of that dog. We're not contesting control. Uh, we're not, the dog does not have to bring the dog back to hand, although I see that many, many started dogs do deliver back to hand because the level of training has gotten so high. But the dog will do yeah. that twice on land, and then they'll move to water, and they'll make two water retrieves. Now, on land, the distance is, is up to 75 yards for each mark. On water, the distance is up to 60 yards. And I say up to. It doesn't have to be all the way to 60 yards, depending on the difficulty of the the water and the whether there's a lot of lily pads or stick-ups or something like that. And typically in the started level, there are easy <clears> retrieves <throat> in low cover or in open water that dogs can see very clearly. 
I say that because um, one thing I want to really talk we're going to hit is my own story. <laughs> First time I ever went to one, I'm out there with my dog. I've trained. I'm sweating. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm at the line. And I felt my stomach in my throat. I was worried. Just, you know, I've never done this before. You're out there in front of a bunch of people, and you got these judges that are sitting there looking at you, and you feel like, you know, you got no clothes on sitting there. And you got the dog. They throw out the bird. My Maggie looks. She marks that bird perfect. I let her go. She goes out there, gets to the bird. She comes back about halfway, stops, drops the duck for a minute, smells around. Hmm. <laughs> I'm I feel like I'm naked in front of the, you know, the Carolina Coliseum at this point. And I'm cheering, you know, I'm kind of clapping, asking her to come on. Well, she picks the bird back up, comes to me, and gets about probably, I don't know, four feet from me, five feet at the most, and she drops the duck. <laughs> when the judge goes, you can take a step. So I take this step. It looks like I am, you know, way out the stretch. <laughs> And I grabbed this bird, and she passes her first one. Now, her second one was much easier. She went straight to it, came right back, beautiful, right to me. Right. Um, but I say that because that's a great point. For somebody wanting to start or even just work with their dog, there's no reason why you can't go to a UK or HRC test. Any dog that hunts should be able to perform um, the started level. Wouldn't you right. agree, David? Yes, I, mean, I, I would. It's not even requirement to come to your hand. No, they don't have to come to hand. And there's also a lot of leeway in what the dog can do. Uh, sometimes the dog will go out there and pick up the bird and drop the bird and pick the bird up and drop it and, and, and eventually bring it back. And generally, that dog will, will pass the test. The started level is it's uh, actually designed to, to hook handlers. We, right. we want to get people interested in the game. Now, we don't give away started passes, certainly, but, but we want handlers to have a good time, and we want them to continue to train their dog to get up to the season and finish level and hopefully get to the grand someday. Absolutely. So, David, you've trained a bunch of different types of dogs. I know now your, your first love is a boy king, so I'm not going to pick on them today. Hmm. Um, well, actually, always, actually, Billy, my my dogs are American Water Spaniels. Oh my! I'm sorry, sir. I started out with Boykins, and everybody in South Carolina mistakes Water Spaniels for Boykins because they were the breed that actually started the Boykin. And yes, sir. Water Spaniels have long tails because they're water dogs, but they look right. very similar to a Boykin. Right, but it's okay because I. No, no, they've got to be. Sure. (laughs) It's okay. I've got an affinity for Boykins too. In fact, I'm judging at the Boykin Nationals this year. Well, good. So, I will say, you know, as far as a started level, and with folks wanting to know what can what should a dog be able to do, and you say control, and for just the layman for a minute, from my perspective, look, you know, the whole purpose of this again, like you said, is to allow someone's outdoorsman to take their dog and work them all year long outside of hunting season great point when the hunting season's over That's it's right. over for you and the dog you can go out there uh and you get to the finish level you can go to test all throughout the year if you want to and keep working your dog to that level but at the started level dogs are expected basically to pretty much 
you know, you're going to lead. You don't want them jerking you around. You do want them to walk by your side at some point. Uh, and under control when you get to the line, sure, your dog should be able to sit, most likely. Now, when they're young, they're going to stand up. They're going to be excited. You can still hold them. Um, but there is some level of control. I found, personally for me, the biggest jump was probably from started to seasoned rather than from seasoned to finished. Um, no because, question. Because <laughs> you go from this point where you can hold the dog and all that, no, no big deal. you got your simple little one line of trees, and you go now to where you have to go to the line off lead. You go sit there. Your dog sits. It has to watch a double, which means it has to see two birds fly in different directions at different distances, mark them, and get both of them. And then when you're done, the time I thought it was the hardest thing ever was to run a 60-yard blind. And fill a blind is the dog doesn't know where the bird is you as the handler may have a mark out there. You're going to see an orange flag or something the dog can't see that lets you know the dog where the bird is in cover, some low cover. And it's, it's very simple, basic straight line, not really any challenges, a lot of debris in the way. But just getting your dog lined up and giving that, you know, getting them to look in that right direction and say back and get that dog to go and come back was huge for me. And I failed a couple of those. Just could not get it right training. Um, but then you go from that, and on the water, similarly, same thing. You've got two marks, a double, and then you've got a blind. And then you go to the finish level, and I first met <laughs> my first finish test I never even expected to go and do. And I did it, and it was with David, and he was my judge. And he actually <laughs> gave me some pointers when I, after I did it. I mean, my dog didn't do She still had trouble marking at that time. We were working through some challenges. But at a finish level, Phil, you've got a dog that has to watch a triple. One, two, three. They've got to see three birds. They've got to go to all three of those birds. Doesn't matter the order. Then you've got to go out there and get a blind, and that blind might be 150 yards. It can be. Uh, it's a long way out there. And you talk about doing that on water with challenges and different things and on hills. And I've done finish tests where it was in waist-high grass. Um, and did real well. Um, the first one I went to was in a field. David was judging, and it was it was not that bad. Um, she made it to her blind and back, and we fortunately passed our first finished pass. Um, so we did that, um, and from there, like David says, you get hooked. It's like, well, dang, I can do this. We can do this. So we go to work harder, 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 and she got her finished pass several months almost uh, later in Georgia and had a really good time. You get to go to some really, really neat places. Um, David, talk about finish for a minute. You've had a lot of experience with that. What's your, why would somebody want to do that? Well, once you get a, to the finish level, <clears throat> excuse me, you've got a, a dog that can do it all. I mean, you've got a dog that will just be a pleasure for anyone to have hunting the blind with them. Uh, you will have a dog that will wow the other hunters when they're in the field because your dog will be under so much control and your dog will be able to do things that other people that haven't trained a lot would never think their dog would be able to do. In finish, your dog has to walk to the line, off lead, under control. He can't beat you up to the bucket. We normally... 
call where we start the bucket. It'll be a chair that we sit in. Uh, generally, we have the judges sit. I mean, the handlers sit, but sometimes they can stand. But the dog will have to walk to the line by your side without you continually saying, heel, 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 heel. You know, you tell the dog one time, once you start out, heel. The dog walks to the line with you. You get there. You tell the dog, sit. The dog will sit obediently. And once he sits there, he will be looking out in the field. That's what you want. You want a dog that's going to be looking for the marks. And the three marks will come out, and they can be up to 150 yards. Now, one thing about HRC, we try to stress realism. We want to set up a real scenario. For example, the first bird that comes out is not going to be 150 yards away. Uh, because right. if that were a real duck hunting scenario and a 150-yard bird came out and you shot at it, first of all, you wouldn't hit it. But secondly, the other three bird, two birds would never come in. So right. generally speaking, the first bird is going to be a bird that's going to be anywhere from 25 to 40 yards, a duck that might be coming into the decoys. Uh, once you've shot, the ducks have flared. You're going to kill another bird that's out there or shoot another bird. It'll fall about 60 or 70 yards. And then the last bird may be a bird that was wounded and fell out there 125 yards. Uh, your dog can pick those up <clears throat> in any order. Once he brings those birds back successfully and delivers the hand, and he's also got to... to have a good mouth too. A dog that comes back and with a real hard chomping mouth that tears up a bird will fail the test because that's not a dog that would be a pleasure to hunt with. Now you were talking about the blinds earlier, Billy, and yeah, blinds will incorporate a lot of different factors. You may be going across a ditch or you may be angling into the water or the blind might be down the shore and the dog's got to swim down the shore only, say, five or six yards off of the bank. And if he gets on the bank, a lot of times it's difficult to get that dog back in the water. And so if he runs down the bank, he's going to wind up failing that blind. Um, One of the things that judges try to do is they try to set up factors in the test that will cause what's known as suction. For example, if a, if a dog is running a blind and there's a mark that he picked up previously that's close to that blind, that influences that blind, that's called suction. And so we, sh- we don't try to trick dogs, but we try to set up scenarios where the dog has to think a little bit and the dog has to be willing to take your direction. And the listeners may not understand what a blind really means. That's a bird that a dog did not see fall. Um, And so you're going to direct your dog to that blind with a series of hand and whistle signals. Right. So I know we've got very little time left, Bill. Um, The show goes so fast tonight. I want to bring David back. Sure. Because I want to talk a little bit more about basic training probably uh, the next time we, we, we have the show. but. Just to finish up, David, I will say that one of the things I love about HRC that you, you've talked about to listeners tonight is it's, it's really uh, 
for a hunter because the situations seem to be more like hunting, particularly, I'm going to give you credit, well, everybody always loves when David judges a test of water because it's going to be realistic. It's going to be in a sticky, <laughs> nasty pond. It looks like something you're going to shoot wood ducks in. And if you're used to hunting there, you're not scared of it. If you don't hunt in that, yep, your dog may have some trouble because there's a lot of junk in there. Um, but it does yeah. do what you want, which is figure that dog out. But, David, thanks for tonight. We'll come back next time and we'll talk again. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Billy. I look forward to it. Thank you, and thank you, Major. Great job. Learned a lot, as always, when I listen in on SC Wild. And thank you, Major Downer, and thank you, David. Uh, Have a great night, everybody. See you tomorrow night here on Sports Talk.